Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen. You, the Owner's Manual Radio Show. You're listening to You, the Owner's Manual Radio Podcast. This is 1091B, and we have a wonderful guest for you, Zoe Kors, who's the author of Radical Intimacy, Cultivate the Deeply Connected Relationships You Desire and Deserve. Now, when I saw this as the interview I was going to do, I thought, oh, gosh, a book on intimacy. What the heck is going on? But this is a great book. I really can say I've only read about 10 pages of it, but it is, and normally I read the whole book, but I could, didn't get this in time. And, but this is at least the 10 pages I have read are completely engrossing and really eye-opening. So I'm going to learn a lot with this interview um, as well as hopefully you will. Um, This episode of You, the Owner's Manual radio podcast is, as usual, brought to you by Life's First Naturals, with an S, the makers or the producers of uh, tablets with bovine colostrum and true biotics, Both have been shown in randomized controlled trials to be beneficial for decreasing bloating and gut health and for the bovine colostrum tablets, decreasing the problems people have with um, after extreme exercise or um, just protecting against the non-steroidal effects on your gut. So really good data. Go to their website, lifesfirstnaturals.com. You can look at the studies or just pull them out and show your doc them to educate and to have he or she discuss them with you. But now let's discuss Zoe Kors, K-O-R-S. The book is called Radical Intimacy. So when you think of the book Radical Intimacy, what she starts going with, well, let's actually ask Zoe Kors. She is, by the way, um, one of the resident, she is the resident sex and intimacy coach at the sexual wellness app Coral. Um, getcoral.app is that. But Zoe Kors, Z-O-E-K-O-R-S dot com slash intimacy is how you'll find out more about this book, or you can get it, of course, on Amazon or bnn.com. It is a hatchet book. Uh, Zoe, how did you get into the field of intimacy? Well, hi, Dr. Roizen. Um, I got into the field of intimacy sort of, you know, it's one of those stories where I can point to, you know, everything in my life that sort of led me to this point. Um, but I, I started, um, doing sort of some generalized coaching and helping people to sort of set goals and reach their goals and understand how they operate and what motivates them, um, and what excites them in life. And I found, um, through my own practice of yoga and meditation and sort of a spiritual path, um, I found that some of the principles that I was exploring both in my own practice and in coaching, I could apply to what was happening in the bedroom. 
And um, it was really through a conversation with a dear friend of mine that I started to um, help her um, and support her in becoming more present and more connected to herself and to her partner. And I ended up writing an article that went viral on Elephant Journal, just crazy. I think it's at two and a half million views at this point. And, um, and it really pointed me in the direction of um, writing about and coaching on intimacy and how to get deeply connected to ourselves and others. The, the gist of the book, as I take it, is that intimacy is more than just in the bedroom. There's a, you, you list three components of it. So why don't you both talk to that and, and then uh, I'd, I'd love to uh, go over what you call the, uh, the three anti-intimacy um, Ds, if you will. Yes, right. Um, well, yes. So what I um, sort of have developed over the years of doing this is a little bit of like a, a methodology, a roadmap to how we run our relationships. And so um, the book describes three kinds of intimacy and three levels of intimacy and the intersection of of those create these nine areas of opportunity to cultivate connection. So the three kinds of intimacy are uh, emotional, physical, and energetic. And the three levels of intimacy are self, other, and world, right? So when you grid that out like a bingo card, for instance, you end up with these nine squares that say things like physical intimacy with self, physical intimacy with other, physical intimacy with the world, um, and the same for emotional or energetic. Um, and so as we sort of move around these areas, we operate best when we are really sort of attentive to um, what's happening in each of these areas. And some of those areas feel much more native to some of us. Like, for instance, you may feel really emotionally connected to yourself, but you may have a hard time connecting with someone else physically. Um, and so I have exercises in the book that help to support the development of connection in each of these areas. Some are, you know, are going to feel really native, really good. And some of them are going to be more confronting and challenging. And of course, those are the opportunities for the most growth. You also, and, and I want to get to a couple points that, that were um, curious for me, but when you, when you look at this, what do you mean by energetic? I think most of us can understand emotional intimacy, being vulnerable to someone, and physical intimacy. Um, but what do you mean by energetic Right. It's a great question. And this is something that I brought forth from um, my yoga practice, my meditation practice, because that's a kind of connection to myself that actually transcends the physical and the emotional. So in, in sort of adding that to the component of um, relating, um, I needed to name what that was. And energetic was what I felt described it best. So 
The way I define energetic intimacy is the experience of feeling deeply connected to someone beyond the utility of speech and touch, composed of three pillars, presence, humility, and curiosity. Energetic intimacy happens when we're completely attentive and aware of ourselves and another person. Right. So the achievement of this kind of powerful phenomenon requires the willingness to disengage from all judgment and assessment and the assignment of meaning. You know, it's just really simple and subtle observation in each moment as it unfolds. And um, when you say there are three things that inhibit intimacy, I guess you call them the D's of anti-intimacy. Talk about those for a few seconds, and then I've got I've to ask you one more question before we get to anything else. But talk about the three okay. D's first, if you would, Zoe. Yes. The, the, the tri- what I call it is the, the, the trifecta of anti-intimacy, and that is denial, deflection, and distraction. And we, we regularly, all of us, um, use these three techniques as a way of avoiding the vulnerability of intimacy, right? So we can deny what's going on. You know, I, I will often talk to someone, a friend, a client, um, who will say, everything's fine. Everything's fine. You know, the denial that there's some, you know, low-lying discomfort that needs to be dealt with or the deflection, like, you know, focusing on something else. I tell the story of a client who, whose uh, husband left her and um, her anger was directed at the woman he left her for. It was a colleague of his and her, she, she really, um, her anger really was primarily at him. And then, you know, as we worked together, she was able to recognize anger at herself for not addressing things that hadn't been working for her or for them. So there was this sort of like deflection, like her focus on something other than the real issue at hand. And then distraction, you know, we are masters, culturally, we are masters of distraction. Um, you know, whether it's Netflix or drinking or, you know, doing something other than, uh, the deep work that is that is sort of being asked to be looked at and reckoned with. Those are three areas of opportunity as well. So we've got to tell you that we're talking to Zoe Kors, K-O-R-S, the author of Radical Intimacy, uh, Cultivate the Deeply Connected Relationships You Desire and Deserve. Um, and as you can tell, uh, she has a deep knowledge of this subject, but expresses it incredibly well in the book. Um, And it's a a very enticingly written book. Let's talk about some of the interesting things you talk about is that your connection, the physical intimacy, can be with self or with others. Talk about that for a little bit. Because that's, at least to me, that's such an interesting component of the book. So one of the things that I think we really miss in the conversation about intimacy is the idea that, um, that intimacy comes from someplace outside of ourselves. And, um, 
And really, intimacy is available to each one of us um, individually or relationally, or even, you know, intimacy with the, the world, with nature, for instance, falls into that category of something that isn't quite interpersonal, but there's an intimacy when you're out in the world, you know, and, and you're, uh, imagine, you know, taking some epic hike somewhere and the kind of intimacy that you have with nature, the, the critters that you run into, the sounds, the smells, the, the trees, the vision, you know, what you're seeing. You know, when we talk about physical intimacy, um, we, we often sort of conflate intimacy and sex. And, and I think if you sort of, one of the reasons why I call it radical intimacy is because there's so many more flavors and threads of connection and intimacy available to us. Um, but even in the realm of physical intimacy, we have a, a sort of um, idea that intimacy only happens between two people. And there's a real opportunity with our own physicality and our intimacy with our own body um, to really have a much richer, deeper experience of that. And, and you know, physical intimacy, there's obviously a sort of um, stigma, I think, around self-pleasuring and, and sort of being sexual with ourselves. And that's really where we learn about our body. That's really how we can have the most healthy um, and sort of secure, um, safe kind of physical experience with a partner is if we know our own likes and dislikes and our boundaries and, um, and then are able to communicate that. So I'm a big advocate of um, first being sexual with yourself and then bringing that to a partnered relationship. Um, but Dr. Rosen, there's a whole other aspect of physical intimacy with ourselves that I think is, um, it's worth mentioning, you know, because the thing is, is that we take our bodies for granted and you are somebody who has really brought to the forefront front a little bit of an awareness and a consciousness around what's happening inside our bodies and having a little bit more agency. And, and that comes, you know, I think for me with an intimacy around what's happening um, in our bodies as a form of like a connection with ourselves and a strong sense of self. Um, so I like to mention that, like, I ask people sometimes um, to convince them that they don't really know themselves very well. I ask them, like, where, where is your liver? Do you know where your liver is? And do you know what its function is in your body? Like, this is something that you rely on every minute of the day to process what you're putting in your body. Um, and and are, you, are you familiar with that? You know, how do you feel when you see a beautiful sunset? And where do you feel that in your body? You know, there's so much to really explore in terms of what's happening with our own physicality that we just gloss over in the, in the course of figuring out our lives. Does that make sense? Um, it does. Obviously, I, I uh, understand the concept pretty well in that, in that sense because of uh, 
what we tried to do with our books. Um, and so I think that's uh, a, a very good um, concept, um, and, and it's an interesting starting point. The other thing you talk about early on in the book is this uh, being vulnerable to someone else, that is, finding something that um, you wouldn't tell virtually anyone or, or hide, and then talk to someone else about and look into their eyes. Talk a little bit about that, would you? Yeah. Um, I facilitate a lot of workshops, hundreds of workshops um, over the last decade or so. And one consistently very powerful experience is when I have people pair up with someone that they don't know. Sometimes they they come to a workshop with a friend or two, and I encourage them to find somebody that they've never met. Um, and I, I talk them through, I guide them through identifying something that is hard for them to be with, something that they haven't really necessarily admitted to anybody else, and, um, and to share that. And we have rules of sharing and how to listen deeply and reflect back and um, and it's a really lovely, moving, tender experience for everybody involved. I can tell because there are lots of tears flowing and a lot of um, very empathetic expressions on faces. Um, and then after they take turns sort of sharing something that's difficult to admit or difficult to share, I have them eye gaze for a good solid 10 minutes of just looking into each other's eyes. And I, I guide them and I help them uh, sort of be present and maintain the, the, um, the sort of moment, the connection with each other. Um, and then at the end, I have them say to each other, I see you, I got you, I love you. And that, those three words are really, they sort of encapsulate a moment of real relational intimacy and safety. I think that all of us, and, and really, this is really at the crux, this is what the book is about. We are craving deep connection, and we don't even really quite know what that is. We don't know how to define it. We don't know how to achieve it. And um, But I, I sort of, in the work that I do, in the conversations that I have, I recognize an almost universal longing to feel seen and to see other people and to feel connected. And so um, this book is about that. This book is about how to achieve that, what it looks like, the different components. It kind of ranges from the sort of philosophical to practical, you know, with real exercises and things to walk yourself through um, to achieve those, those feelings of intimacy. The book is called Radical Intimacy, and it is written much better than I'm able to ask questions about it. Um, so it is a wonderful book. Um, at least as far as I've read, it is outstanding. Radical Intimacy. And so I'm going to uh, take it with me this weekend and complete it. Um, cultivate the deeply connected relationships you desire and deserve. Zoe Kors, K-O-R-S, is the author. Radical Intimacy is available at 
bn.com or amazon.com or hopefully at your local independent bookstore. Um, the other um, way you can find out more about it is Zoe Kors, Z-O-E-K-O-R-S, and correct me if I'm wrong, Zoe, zoecores.com slash the book. Um, Zoe, I'm sorry, zoecores.com slash intimacy, the book, as I understand it. Is that right? Actually, it's, uh, it's zoecores.com uh, slash book. But if you just go to Zoe Kors, it's pretty it's pretty easy to navigate your way around the site. It's very simple. ZoeCores.com. We, as usual, are brought to you by LifesFirstNaturals.com. Remember, the bovine colostrum prevents the shrinkage of the uh, lumen, the, if you will, villi in your intestine. When you take a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, normally a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drug, one of the things that contributes to its causing bloating is that it shortens those villi, making it easier for things to get through the intestinal wall. Well, it turns out that bovine colostrum is a natural product that helps stop that process and in fact keeps your villi as long as they were to begin with. Pretty remarkable. Um, that's bovine colostrum. 2,000 milligrams is what I take a day. It's made by Life's First Naturals, or processed by lifesfirstnaturals.com, purified and made available to you. The other, I do want to say, this is... Um, a fascinating book and obviously a fascinating topic that Zoe Kors has. And I am the only thing I am embarrassed about is I haven't done as good a job in interviewing her as the book does in presenting the subject. It is really quite good. Um, we'll be back next week. This is 1091B. The Bs are always the guest segments, the A's, of course are the latest medical news of the week and what it means to you. Thanks very much for listening, downloading us. Do tell your friends about us. Do rate us weekly. By the way, if you have a guest you'd like to have on or a subject you want to have cover covered, just send it to info at greatagereboot.com or questions at greatagereboot.com. Thanks, Caitlin, for engineering. We'll be back next week with another guest. Thanks again.